0: We would like to advise that the following program may contain adult themes, occasional nudity, and language that may offend some listeners. Thank God it's...
1: Welcome to another edition of Thank God It's Friday! <laughs> I am Richard Glover and we are in this beautiful room in the Carrington Hotel in Katoomba as part of the Blue Mountains Writers Festival. Please welcome our guests, Tommy Dean, Colin Buchanan, and Ange Lavoisier. Yeah. Yeah. With the music, it's the Blue Mountains own Phil Davidson. And most of all, a live audience! But first, as usual, here is the news from nowhere. Jocasta is putting her best foot forward, trying to charm the tradie on the phone. She hopes he will fix our heater at some point before the actual start of summer. We have this really good coffee machine, Jacasta says into the phone. I'm pretty good at making anything, cappuccino, flat white, maybe you'd prefer a macchiato. If you had time to fix our heater, I reckon you'd have some lovely coffees during your time at our place. <laughs> the tradie appears unmoved by Jocasta's coffee-making prowess. Sorry, I hear him say, I'm flat out. Maybe next February. There's a gap in my calendar then. Jacasta puts down the phone. I blame myself, she says. I should have offered to bake him muffins, or maybe even pancakes. There was that recipe involving boysenberries. That one looked delicious. Politicians speak constantly about the skills shortage. But now, in the real world, we're living it. You can't get a tradie. Not for love or money. Well, extra money helps. But I wonder, do we also need extra love? The next week, I approach a fellow who's fixing a roof down the road. Ah, great job you're doing on number 47, I say, attempting to butter him up. I don't suppose you could have a look at the roof at our place. He shakes his head, slightly offended, I should even ask. He says, I could come and give you a quote in December, but I couldn't do the work until May. That's the best I can do. Once I get home, Jacasta understands my <clears throat> terrible sense of failure. Both of us, she says, need to say more than great job. That's pathetic. These are people with specialist trade skills. They are in short supply. We need to go out of our way to woo them. <laughs> Jocasta explains to me that at university, she studied the great love poets of the 16th and 17th <laughs> centuries, people like Andrew Marvell and John Donne. Back then, she says... Poets had the same problem. The person they were courting had to be wooed with extravagant praise. She was just like an Australian tradie. <laughs> Jacasta says that Marvel's poem, To My Coy Mistress, is a case in point, especially if I give it a bit of a rewrite. Had we but world enough and time, this coyness tradie were no crime. We would sit down and think which way to walk and pass our love longs day. Now, here's the point then made by the poem. We don't have endless time. The heater doesn't work and there's water coming into the roof. Luckily, Andrew Marvel supplies the perfect words. At my back, I always hear time's winged chariot hurrying near. Uh, Admittedly, the poem then gets a bit weird. Uh, Were I to ring, the tradie in question might take it amiss. Worms, dear tradie, shall try thy long-preserved virginity and your quaint (laughs) honour turn to dust. How will the bloke react? <laughs> Mate, my virginity is not the issue. I just don't have time to fix your <laughs> blinking roof. Fair enough. The marvel won't work. But what about John Donne? Jocasta mentions his poem, The Flea. Who studied the flea at school? This, is a, this yeah. is a literary crowd. Blue Mountains Riders Festival. Yeah. The Flea. Here's the logic. If the woman and her would-by, would-be lover were bitten by the same flea... Mm then they might as well go hell for leather in the sack since their blood is already intermingled. That's what the poem says. It was weird. They gave it to gave 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 <laughs> the poem at school to study. But there you go. <laughs> In my version, if the tradie and his customer, me, were bitten by the same insect, we'd be blood brothers. He'd be forced to do the work through family loyalty. <laughs> Jacasta says, so all we have to do is get the roofer and the heater guy over here and then see if we can encourage a mozzie to bite all of us. <laughs> I like the idea, but realise it depends on an actual house visit from a tradie. <laughs> I mean, John Dunn had his prospective lover already in his clutches. We don't. Maybe I need to bring in the big guns. Shakespeare. <laughs> the plan is to ring the roof bloke and eschew my lame comment of great job and instead present a proper compliment. Shall I compare thee to a summer's <laughs> day? <laughs> I shall say to him. Thou art more lovely and more temperate. So long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives this tradey, and this gives life to thee. I think he'll react well. Who could refuse? (laughs) I try his number again so I can deliver my speech, but it goes to message. He's no longer even taking calls. Given the scale of the skills crisis, I may have to do the jobs myself. Clambering onto the roof and then fiddling with the gas supply to the heater. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) I put my plan to Jocasta, who then presents me with a final poem. This time round, it's Hilaire Belloc. Lord Finchley tried to mend the electric light himself. (laughs) It struck him dead and served him right. (laughs) It is the business of the hopeless man to give employment to the artisan. (laughs) <laughs> she makes a fair point. I may have to invest in a raincoat and a jumper and just wait till the schools shortage is over. And that's the news from nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, and Colin, welcome. Beautiful. Thank you. I
2: have never <laughs> in the long history of this program seen you... So kowtow to the audience in front of you.
0: Yes, I, I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. That is the most literal
2: name-dropping book talking yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. And I would just like to apologize to normal people around this state <laughs> that have no idea what just happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I know how to suck up to a literary crowd. <laughs> Don't you worry. Oh, that's the annoying thing at work. If you want them to love you, you just say John Donne and yeah. they're yours. Oh, <laughs> exactly.
2: That was my favourite part about it, is because you would say the name and I would think, I imagine that's someone who wrote something. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody in here would nod knowingly.
0: Oh, yes.
2: I assumed he would come up soon.
0: (laughs) I was... uh, I just surprised myself because I learnt more about the flea from your piece there than I did in
1: Year 12. So... (laughs) Weird poem for us to study. There wasn't had No idea is about you know. Oh, yeah, that yeah. hanky panky. Quite yeah. It's all of that hanky panky.
3: <laughs> they had moved it out of the curriculum by the time I got there, and I think I'm probably better for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fewer STIs.
1: Now let's um let's check you up with this week's news before we go uh, any further. Who lit the fuse on the bomb?
3: <laughs> oh well, I think. I think, you know, this is, this is really the big story of the week, isn't it? And it's the news that matters the most. This is, of course, the Bureau of Meteorology uh, spending a phenomenal sum of money, $220,000, making the decision to rebrand to the Bureau. Uh, which we love as a, as a title. Not everyone uh, felt so positively about it, though. They were roundly dragged for it, r- roundly mocked on the internet. Um, everyone's had a great time with it. So much so that they then pulled the pin and have since uh, changed back to Bomb. Could they, Could
1: they have chosen a, a slightly better time than in the middle of a flood yeah. to change their branding?
3: Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. What, what else have they got going on? I mean, <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> Yeah, I was
0: surprised because I thought they'd get mixed up with the FBI, isn't that's that? What I yeah, about yeah, yeah, there. yeah. I thought um, yeah. if we ha- only had an American on the panel. Yeah. That's exactly what up- my concern as well. What, what do you mean you're calling it the Bureau?
4: Yeah.
3: It's an upgrade, though, isn't it? I mean, getting mixed up with the Bureau, is, with the FBI, is like, you know, that's a, that's a certain level of intrigue. I think, you know, you possibly want that. But I, I think it's not, it reminded me less of the FBI and more of like, a vi- they sound like villains they sound like villains. It sounds like a villain... It's James Bond, you know, or like some Cold War. If they wanted to
2: be changed like that, they should have changed into something a bit more artistic and called themselves The Met.
0: (laughs) Yes, The Met. Yes, The Met
2: has this to say about the upcoming weather patterns.
3: (laughs) I think, you know, I mean, so they've they've spent all that money. They've spent $220,000. They've effectively... They've lost out, really, because they've gone from three words to two. uh, And... I really think they could. They should have got a mascot for the bargain. You spend, you drop 220k. Yeah. I think you need a mascot what as well. What would the mascot be? Well, I mean. I mean, it, you know, the, if the name was anything to go by, I think the quality wouldn't have been too high. I'm thinking sort of like Clippy with an umbrella
1: you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Some uh, a listener did uh, ring up and said, look, he, he was, the only listener uh, in all of Sydney who was on their side said he had been in trouble at the airport when he was standing there in the queue and he said to his wife, can you check the weather? Just uh, find out from the find out about the bomb. <laughs> find out what's happening with the bomb. With the
0: bomb, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, how do I find the bomb, she yeah. says. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's right where it always is. Is. What? <laughs> um, I I uh, I was disappointed because I'd written a a, uh, a jingle for them. Yeah, alright. you know, yeah, okay. bom, bomb bomb bomb. And of course, they're not going to use it.
3: What's the next? What's the next
0: line? <laughs> oh, the next line is bomb 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 bomb. Oh yep, 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 yep. Actually, Tommy should do that. Go Bom, bom,
1: bom, bom. See, yeah. now you're talking. Now that's a bomb. Now who uh, uh, were you trying to? In
0: the it's going to rain just a little
2: in the north.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going it's to rain 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 rain, rain. rain, 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 rain. Oh,
0: playing up to the literary crowd. <laughs>
1: oh, It's not the music. Blue Mountains Music Festival yeah, this week, you right. know. And just
0: uh, on the defense
1: yeah, go on.
2: of the Bureau of Meteorology, uh, 220000 at the administration level is actually not that much money. Peanuts. Everyone's acting like that's a huge amount of money. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, just to set up for the... You've got to get a meeting. You have to have a meeting to determine the minutes of the meeting you're going to have about the actual meeting.
3: And there's a sh- the staff shortage. Then you got to get the staff shortage. shortage problems. Yeah. Yeah. So you've
2: got to hire. That yeah. takes time. Then you've got to get the copy machine in. <laughs> then you've got to get the copy machine serviced. Then you've got to balance the colors grade. Then you've got to make a flow chart. Revise the flow chart. Revise the flow chart again. Then print the flow chart. Laminate the flow chart. Realize you made a mistake and laminated the wrong flow chart. Go back and get the right flow
1: chart. <laughs> yeah. It is hard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It I was mean, a bargain, wasn't it? A bargain <laughs> wait, I
3: wait. think no one would have complained about 220K if it had been a better name, you know? Like, the Bureau is so, it's so drab, it's so, you know, it's so bureaucratic, I mean, in quite a literal way. I mean, they're, they're not playing to their strengths. They're an organisation that knows the future, like, why not Nostradamus or something, you know? Like. Or
2: go to what they always claim the most. They do so much with computers, they just call it, we are the
1: supermodelers. <laughs> <laughs> supermodelers.
3: See, look, and we've, just, we've just done that for free, you know? That's the thing, <laughs> No, no, I
1: we're charging five hundred. 500,000. Oh, right, yeah. um, now, uh, who's trying to keep in power by keeping on the power? Who's trying to keep on keeping power?
2: Well, this is a curious one. This is uh, the great state of Tasmania. Tazzy,
1: right.
2: Uh, And Tasmania, uh, like, and I I don't know if I'm reading this entirely correctly, but Tasmania seems to have an idea that is very much like my idea during the summer, is if you could just run an extension cord to your neighbor's power outlet. (laughs) you would save so much money on electricity.
0: So my feeling
2: is what they're getting is that Tasmania wants to run a cord to Victoria yeah. and plug into their grid. I think it's the other way around. I think Victoria's going to plug into their grid. Then that makes no sense to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Anthony Albanese says this is a great idea because he, gonna, he calls it a big extension cord, right? And it's going it, well to it connect is. Tasmania with... Uh, with uh, the mainland, and allow all that cheap Tasmanian hydro to be used as the battery for everyone else.
0: The thing is, Tommy, Tom your, your idea depends on not telling people. So why has he let the cat out of the <laughs> bag? Just yes. a foolish just, idea. Just, just plug it in while they're not looking, yeah. while Tasmania's doing something else. <laughs> just slip it in, and happy days. You could run it in the back through Mona, and just act like yeah, it's exactly. an installation.
2: That's right. <laughs> I have no idea. I would have no idea. You know what that is? That's nine different kinds of penises. (laughs) What? That's
4: right. Right.
2: That's what I would expect from Mona.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I, I got uh, incensed by the uh, the flooding of some of the great rivers and lakes down in Tassie yeah, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Back in the The yeah, Franklin. And, yeah. Well, the Frank, you know that that and Lake Pedder is a it was a jewel in the wilderness crown, and it was uh, it was just flooded and gone for good. And so uh, you know, plug plug an extension cord in. I say mm. Mm. Uh, I'll slip down there and you
3: <laughs> know it it feel, i felt a little insulted by the description you know uh, you know when they sort of <laughs> whatever they call it a giant <laughs> extension cord you kind of go Oh come on, we're adults. We can we know we know you can use some technical language yeah. with us, yeah. but yeah. I don't know that I would have read the story if they hadn't written it about a giant extension. <laughs> and
1: honest. then we're going to get a power station, which is like a big electric kettle, and then we're going to connect in a
3: large toaster. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in. I'm in. You know, I am a sucker. I'll, I'll take a metaphor. Any everyone day loves
1: giant yeah. stuff, don't they? Then we've yeah, got yeah. an air fryer, which will connect to the back <laughs> of it. It's going to be good. A giant air fryer. Now, yeah. what? Why is the cost of your food feet looking snappy, going up. Ange, you're a specialist in this.
3: I think, I think I can answer this one. So I've developed um, a bit of an obsession with this story, if I'm honest. Now this is, we all remember the humble croc. Mm. We, might, we might even own a pair. Mm. Who's to say? We Who's got a... a pair of crocs? Don't own up. Don't come put on your on up. Uh, no, no, no. No, no, it turns out you are now on the right side of what is cool and what is not cool. So if you have ever endured being mocked for your footwear... For your uh, Crocs. For your Crocs. Mocked for your Crocs. (laughs) It's a very sad story, more so because it rhymes. uh, By, you know, children, grandchildren, anyone around you. uh, Now now who's laughing? Crocs are now retailing for more than $1,000 in some instances. Yeah. And it's not like some rare pair of Crocs that was, you know, once worn by... Billy Joel, I don't know. It, it was. It's actually they're retailing from in the first place for more than a thousand dollars because uh, Crocs have found themselves at the top of the trend cycle, which is one of these anomalous things that happens in fashion sometimes, wow. uh, and they are collaborating with major high-end fashion houses such as Balenciaga Uh, and I went and tried on a pair of those Crocs actually Uh, and it's a very strange moment when you look down at your feet uh, and you look through the little holes in the foam clog and you go, you know, that Well, there's 13000 the $1,350 right there. Wow. Yeah, that was they, the amount. They
1: were, they were developed for yachting, weren't they? Wasn't that yes, the
3: idea? Yes, so... The, the, I know altogether to, too much about this. Don't ask how many hours I've spent re- researching. <laughs> but I can tell you that the croc actually debuted at the uh, 2002 Fort Lauderdale Boat Show. Uh, in Florida, in the US. And you can just kind of picture, because, you know, they're leisure-centric, bordering on the orthopaedic. Uh,
4: <laughs>
3: and I do mean that as a slur.
4: Uh, <laughs>
3: And so, and you know, that was was a rather kind of ignominious birth. And from there, they sort of filtered out into the world, found themselves into you know everywhere regional, uh, regional New South Wales, into Bathurst, onto the feet of my parents, and I was very (laughs) (laughs) cool. Do
0: you think the um, very cool? Are the Dutch incensed or smug about the croc?
3: I would say they're, they're split. I reckon they have very fiery debates about it. Yeah,
0: it's like, who, hey, look at us, the clog. Uh, the clog's you, back. Or yeah, we're are being, they going, hey, that's our clog.
3: Yeah. Hands off. Be, You'd find the clog purists very upset that this is happening, saying, why are there holes? I would do a Dutch accent, but I'm sure that it would not be appreciated. The only, the
2: only thing I ever found helpful with the croc is uh, if you shear the top off... Mm-hmm. Uh, the holes in the top are very good for measuring single serve pasta. Ah,
3: <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect.
0: That's what I like.
2: Yeah,
3: and better still if you know if you recycle them, if because you know you're giving giving it a new life. You know, we actually, you don't like single use plastic. No, no, here. we could
0: workshop this because I'm thinking now stationary holder. I'm thinking you just pop a crock, you're not going to wear them, obviously, so mm. you just slip it on your desk and your pens can go mm. in no, the holes.
3: No, I will not Thank have you. this crock-shaming. People don't need to. You keep your crocks, put them screwdrivers. on your feet, you cool again.
0: Screwdrivers. Okay, now you're talking, you can store your right. screwdrivers The reason they're back,
2: I'll tell you why they're back, is because the problem is we used to use fashion in a sense to you know, sort of differentiate where we were both in our day and in our lives and track pants for a long time said I'm at home and I'm relaxing yep. and then somehow track pants jumped the fence <laughs> and started going out to the shops and then we Certainly. started mixing and matching them like fashion suits and suddenly everybody's like now I don't know when I'm relaxing when am I just at home hanging out and then we went oh Crocs no way would people wear those out <laughs> <laughs>
1: now it's happening again. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Tommy Colin Buchanan and Glover Pierre. <laughs> in just a moment, Phil Davidson is going to play for us live. But, but first, we are here in the mountains of the Blue Mountains Writers' Festival in the glorious Carrington Hotel. It's, yes. it's the, the Blue Mountains, it is home of the original tree changer. Down on the coast, meanwhile, there are the sea changers. In Barrel, there are arguably the Twee changes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's, Barrel. He's using up all the material in the question. Do you know, So, you what other that? changes can you identify? <laughs> Colin Buchanan.
0: Ah, well, well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's oh, Sea changes, tree changes, dirty <laughs> nappy changes. He changes, she changes, RSVP changes. I wonder, would you like to wonder with me why so many changes who change? Cha- rhyme <laughs> with C. Key changes, tea changes, fussy coffee changes... Cheese changes, brie changes, fried halloumi changes (laughs) If you're to change, well, it's clear it can be Your sort of change really must rhyme with C (laughs) It's a mystery how it can be Doesn't it seem strange? The best sort of changes, I think you'll agree Are changes that rhyme (laughs) with
1: sea? Is it true that all the changes rhyme with C, as Colin argues?
2: But what's nice is, at the end there, you are even playing chords that <laughs> rhymed with C.
0: You were using D and G. And C. So hey, good. Hey, hey, hey. And, and, uh, and uh, the last time I chose a song vaguely in this sort of genre, I, ch- I did New York, New York. And uh, Tommy, I played a parody of that, and Tommy said something along the lines of, uh, you know what, uh, uh, no one's ever made it look that hard before. Is that that what you said? Well, I was saying, I hadn't realized up
2: until that point that that song was so hard. (laughs) But I was also having a similar thought when you got to that. Julie Andrews made it look effortless. (laughs) She was in a crocs.
1: Yeah. 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 And
2: I'm disappointed you didn't slip Nazi in there too.
1: Because
2: <laughs> that
0: rhymes with C. It does, right? Yeah. And it yeah, would have yeah, been a well, nice hat tip. Well in well, the you'll same, get in the your same chance, way. That it, yeah, <laughs> in the same way that Ange avoided the uh, Dutch accent. <laughs> I <laughs> felt like
1: oh, let's, avoided let's, the Nazis. Let's, let's just step and, over that. Uh, does anyone who moves out of the city, does it always have to rhyme with C Ange?
3: I think so. I mean all the ones I could think mm. of did. I mean you've got P changes and they the, become stranded in the desert and there are no other options for hydration or <laughs> um, well, maybe they just
1: moved to a small town so they're closer to a toilet
3: yeah i mean yeah i guess the less gross version is probably better um, <laughs> uh, you've got uh me changes the tiktok influencers of the world uh you've got yeah, z changes the generation who learned their alphabet from the sesame street sorry <laughs> sorry sorry yeah. about that uh you've got uh flea changes mm. backpackers <laughs> uh, we have poetry syllabus. I, I, yes, true. Uh, key changes. Celine Dion fans. Uh, we have some free changes. The person who arrives at the dinner party empty-handed, uh. no thank you. Uh, we have BG changes. That's when you de- <laughs> develop an inexplicable uh, thing for flare-wearing men with a stunning falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> I re- I've got a long list. Sorry, Richard. I hope you is this the rest of the show? I hope so. Uh, you've got squeegee changes. That's when inflation gets so bad that you do find yourself standing uh, at an intersection with a bucket and a squeegee, uh, <laughs> asking for a change. Uh, you've got uh, indemnity changes uh, for those of us who've been sued one too many times. Uh, soliloquy changes for the actors who tire of sharing the spotlight. Uh, Sarah Lee changes for people who are sick of cooking dessert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those apple pies are very good.
3: Uh, Tommy?
2: I've got a couple uh, based on the fact that most of them have now been covered. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks to uh, the great hackers of the world, uh, many of us now, uh, either as Optus customers or... MetaBank customers are now pass key changers.
4: <laughs> nice. uh, we have like... to get those
2: changed yep. around. Yep. And uh, looking at uh, this audience, uh, who <laughs> uh, is now slowly but surely evening up with my age, and knowing the reports that I've been getting from my medical professionals, I'm assuming many of you, like me soon, will be knee changers.
1: Yes. Yes. That's
0: it.
2: They put me on the second floor. These rude people in this hotel make me walk up the stairs. And you know what this hotel has that most other hotels don't have? No lift. An actual
1: ground floor. The second floor is two floors up.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> the knee changer. So we have
1: Tommy Dean uh, with only one good knee. Colin Buchanan and Angelo Pierre who are in full possession of their limbs, which is good to see. And Come we've up. also got Phil Davidson! Oh, yes. yes. The Blue Mountains' own Phil Davidson. He's playing the Blue Mountains Music Festival on Saturday, 8th of October. He's back here at the Carrington on Sunday, the 9th of October. He's got a new album called Out of the Dark, and he's right here on Thank God. It's Friday, 50 years on from when your family first arrived in Australia, right?
5: Exactly right. It was August the 4th this year. 50 years. My uh, parents emigrated from Belfast, Northern Ireland Um, in the 70s. 1972 Mm -hmm. was the year.
1: Tell, tell, you've written a bit about um, the life in Belfast, particularly about the, uh, the gloriously miserable relatives you had <laughs> in Northern yeah. Ireland. Well, it's, it's,
5: it's funny. The, the, the most common word in, in Northern Ireland is the word "oc." I don't know whether you know this. It's, and it, it happens every time anyone walks out the front door. They just go, ok. <laughs> and they look up at the rain. And my, my grandparents were notorious for, for being miserable, particularly my, my grandmother on the Davidson side. Um, you know, we learnt very quickly never to actually ask her a question about how she was because you, you. <laughs> you knew 20 minutes later you'd still be hearing how she was and it would involve the lumbago, the, uh, you know, the wee pain in the hands and the, uh, you know, the price of oil and the price of milk and everything.
1: Yeah. So. One of the moments in your musical career uh, is going to the, the uh, pub in Sydney, and you're playing, you know, folk music, really, in the in the, uh, in the Anglo-American folk tradition. Yes. But because you come from Northern Ireland, the publican just kind of assumes it's a Northern Irish, it's an Irish band, and indeed, everyone's come expecting Irish folk music.
5: Yes, the, uh, the audience was only Irish, hardcore Irish folk fans. <laughs> So we turned up, I had an Italian guy in the band, I had a Greek guy in the band, and I'm the only you know, quasi-Irishman in the, in the band. I didn't know one Irish song, except for a U2 song and a Van Morrison song. You know? That was my extent, because I, was, I grew up a Protestant in Northern Ireland. We didn't listen to that Irish music. And so we had to kind of bluff our way through. And um, the only thing I could do, because the, the crowd started to get very disgruntled as we were playing, and, and the only thing I could do was to bung on my Belfast accent so I would, I would talk like this in between songs and I'd say, hey, we're the, we're the band, you know, it's great to be here and it's lovely to see you and you're all looking great and here's another Van Morrison song for you. <laughs> and pretty soon, we started, the people started to kind of warm, they thought, this guy actually really is Irish, it's, it's true. And, and I'm going, wow, I think guys we're getting away with this and someone yelled out, hey fella, what's the name of your wee band? He's got, because he's got the accent, Don Pat, and I went, oh, we're Don Pat,
4: <laughs> and that
5: became the name of the band. And we had this residency there for about six or eight weeks of, as an Irish band. On <laughs> the strength of my Belfast accent. a great
1: Irish band, down pat. Um, you, you did end up, though, one of your biggest hits has been a song about Northern Ireland, about being yeah. a Belfast boy.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it was, a, it was a, a funny song because it took me probably 20-odd years to write it, um, I don't know whether anyone here... Is anyone here from, from Northern Ireland? Anyone here from Ireland? Anyone here from another country? Um, you, you'll know that, you know, the leaving of It He your, doesn't mean Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> you'll know that leaving um, a country kind of... Time sort of stands still, you know, because you take all those values and everything that you have and those memories you have and you kind of transfer them to the other country, but you always remember that time. It stands still. You lose c- contact with those people. And so for me... Um, I lost contact with my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, my friends, everybody. The only people that we knew were my family when we came to Australia. And so it took me about 20 years to actually get back and I went back as an adult and I started to ask all the questions that I wanted to know as a kid that that were just missing. And I resumed that conversation that I started when I was a nine-year-old kid and I came home with this kind of new perspective on who I was, because in Australia I felt like a, an alien, you know, just a little bit unusual to everybody else, and my family were a little bit unusual. So to be able to actually piece those pieces together um, and come back and say, hey, I'm actually proud that I'm from Belfast, because it's really unique, you know, and it explains a lot about who I am, you know, my sense of humour is, is a Belfast sense of humour, um, and mm. so, yeah, How no, are so you has today? Has... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I've got to be pan in my, my head, you know. Uh,
1: yeah. Will you sing it for us? I would love to sing it for well, you, just to um, mark that anniversary, fifty okay. years. Fifty years, yes. yeah, Belfast mm-hmm. forward. Um, do you
5: think you guys could sing it with me? It's it's pretty easy, right? There's three words in the chorus: I, I, my. Can you handle that? Okay, so it goes like this:
4: I love this country. I love this soil. My heart is divided no more, cause I am a Belfast boy.
5: I reckon you can handle that? Yeah.
4: I was born in the shadow. Of Samson and Goliath Underneath these hills of the green The shipyards of Belfast Out on the Lagan, where my great-grandfather He worked this machine I can still remember My grandmother's house and running the streets of orange field with the heart and the humor and the soul of this country still resonating inside me. I love this country. I love this soil. My heart is divided no more. Cause I am a Belfast. I was taken as a stranger to another country A pale-skinned child on a burnt frontier With my my life packed up in cardboard boxes My life left half a world from here I love this country I love this soil My heart is divided no more Cause I am a Belfast woman Part of who you are is where you come from so ask some questions just to make some sense And I, I walked these streets I walked as a child And I, I took the long way home to find myself I love this country I love this soil My heart is divided no more Because I am a Belfast I love this country, I love this soil, my heart is divided no more. Cause I am a Belfast boy. Yeah. Well, the snow was falling down, yeah, when I was born. Down in Orangefield. Woohoo! da 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 Someday, bloody Sunday. Sunday bloody Sunday. Yeah. Sunday bloody Sunday Sunday bloody Sunday, Sunday, bloody Sunday.
1: Check out the new album, Out of the Dark. Come back here on uh, October 8 and 9 for the Blue Mountains Music Festival. Thank God it's Friday, live from the Blue Mountain Writers' Festival. Thank God it's Friday with Richard Glover. Now, talking about writers' festivals... Writers. uh, ..here is the hat of death. Not the wheel of death, the hat of death. I've put in titles of many of the books that are featured here at the Writers' Festival. Now, Tommy, you're... A very well read person. You, you'll have read all the books, right? Some might say uh, voracious, yeah. a voracious. 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 So there's no book here at the festival, no author. You've, you've read all their books, right?
2: Uh, I have not only read all their books, I uh, have written the foreword for six of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so whichever one comes. And com- the
1: afterword for two of them. <laughs> and the bibliography for one of them. Yeah. <laughs> whichever one comes out of the hat, you'll be able to give us a concise review of, of its contents. Well, I don't know that I would say concise, <laughs> but I would say to the point. <laughs> Ange, will you do the honors? Can oh, you yes. choose one for Tommy, please? It's very exciting. You choose a book. And Ange is... A...
0: A... <coughs> for the listeners, Ange is about to read what she pulled out of the
3: hat. Colin will be commentating every action on stage for the rest of the hour. <laughs>
1: don't tell him the author, just tell him the... Yes. Yeah. A kinda
3: A kinder sea.
1: A kinder sea. A kinder sea. Uh, is that be. correct?
2: Because yeah. um, when I read this book, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was called a Kinder Surprise. <laughs> 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 They've changed. No, I quite enjoyed. The, like it was, a, it was a pre-production. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like a, it was like, like it was like a folio, mm. um, like made of pure milk chocolate. <laughs> and then inside was like the story that you had to put together yourself. (laughs) So I'm a little shocked to see that they have changed the title. (laughs) Um, But still, it's still an excellent book. If you can't eat your books, this is an excellent book. A Kinder See, of course, uh, is not really the sequel, but it's more of like a spiritual successor to the atlantic what a jerk
4: <laughs>
0: it, it, it is a jerk it is a jerk it is a sea it is a jerk it's yeah. a, it
2: is a sea that's a, yeah. a, a, a jerk it is there was some other books but the atlantic the, the Atlantic's than worse than the pacific and the yeah. indian and the yeah yeah well, like well no I mean, no one's worse than the baltic
0: oh. <laughs> small but Baltic Sea is just
4: just rude
0: (laughs) it's
2: like literally one of the most passive aggressive bodies of water in the history of water (laughs) at least the Dead Sea was like honest yeah exactly yeah yeah and that's what this this argument uh, I mean the book is really it's it's a story of a young kid named Tim (laughs) and and Tim is a, a canoe maker he makes canoes by the old ways. By oh,
0: the old ways.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> like he orders them off of Amazon.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and he has them sent to his home. And what, he want, what, his, what his goal is, is he wants to put together the biggest canoe the world has ever seen.
4: Yeah.
2: Right? And, and he wants to basically... He, it's not even like a canoe. What's interesting is that they, like, he, he comes from sea people. Uh, his whole family is of the water. Um <laughs> But he wants to put canoes all the way across the sea. Uh, basically, he's building a bridge
4: <laughs>
2: with canoes. Yeah. And, and the problem is is that the, the land, the guy that owns the beach where the, the, the start of the bridge wants to be built, is quite of an irascible, your classic sort of irascible old man. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but Tim is like, you know, like a lovely young boy, does a dream, and they become great friends. And him and the old man eventually see eye to eye, and the old man comes yeah. down and helps them set up uh, the right. first canoe, yeah. and then the second canoe, and then, and then sadly, and I don't, I don't know if I should give this away, it's like a spoiler, <laughs> but, about, but about, about halfway across the bridge of canoes, uh, the old man falls in. And, and, and then this is where we realise, and it's quite a twist, that Tim can't swim.
3: It's quite late in the book to be well, establishing motive, It's, really, it's motor, quite ironic it? because, yeah.
2: we, we, you know, I didn't really mention it, but his parents were both Olympic swimmers. <laughs> like, both gold medalists in the 60s. Yeah. Right? That's where he, like, he was inspired. Yeah. Right? So, anyway. Um, and plus, they were sea people. They were sea people. <laughs> One of them had actually swam across the History Channel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank, God Thank God
2: My point is, it is a must-read, a must-read,
1: must must-read. Tommy Dean, does he die or does he live? Yeah, yeah. We live. Oh, thank God, it's Friday. Now, after six, uh, whether you're here in the room or, or listening on the radio, uh, stick around after six because we're going to have th- uh, interviews with three of the stars of this week's Writers' Festival from the Blue Mountains. We're going to have Emily McGuire on, uh, talking about her book Love, uh, Love Objects. We're going to have that is Rick... a excellent story about love <laughs> for objects. We're going to have Rick Morton talking about My Year of Living Vulnerably. That and, is an excellent and... book. That is about his year. <laughs> Of living vulnerably. Thank you. And providing she hasn't stormed out of the building, Uh-oh. we're having Felicity Pluckers come on and talk about a kind, kind of a sea. sea, her <laughs> book of poetry. This does not feature a canoe. Or I a man was trying.
2: A I was trying very hard not to give away the fact that it was poetry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was very well concealed, yeah. I've got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did a very good job. Uh, now, according to all the gossip magazines, the star of Ted Lasso knew that his wife was having an affair with Harry Styles wow. when he saw her leave home with a salad dressed with her special salad dressing. His wife, the Hollywood director, Olivia Wilde, apparently makes a great salad dressing. <laughs> What would be the giveaway signs that you were having a surreptitious affair? Colin Buchanan.
0: Ah, well... Uh,
1: Please tell me this has a song. This has, has to, have song. to have a
0: song. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it has got to have a song. I would be
2: so sad if you did not write it, a song it, uh, it's got about a s- your extramarital affair.
0: It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was saying to Angie, it, 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 this, this song's so fresh, it's, uh, I I've got no idea how it goes. And she said, why don't you sing it and find out? <laughs> <laughs> eh? Well, that's pretty much how that, that's what happens. But it... Uh, I was going for a low-down voice. Was it the smell I faintly caught of her she was wearing French perfume? Or those unfamiliar undies that were lying round the room? (laughs) Was it all those saucy texts she gets about 30 times a day? No, I tell you what it was that really gave the game away. (laughs) It was her dressing. I saw her dressing. A cheeky squeeze of lemon and a sprig of tarragon. <laughs> it was her dressing. Her salad dressing. I'm really gonna miss her dressing when she's gone. <laughs> well, I'm losing her. He's winning her. She, she said, just let us leave. <laughs> How she left my ranch...
4: <laughs>
0: is still a-mayonazing to me. <laughs> and every time he sees her...
4: <laughs>
0: I must admit I cry. <laughs> I'll live all alone... With this regret... All my broccoli life <laughs> You see... It was her dressing. <laughs> I loved her dressing. The salty, sweet elixir as it left that demi
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> It was her dressing, her salad dressing. I'm really gonna miss her dressing when she's gone.
2: I can't believe she was so cruel Tom, to you.
0: <laughs> I was thinking I was going to get the cr- I'm going to call the crew tonight. Yeah, that was as close as I could get, but I wasn't sure how to land that
1: uh, triple, triple somersault. <laughs> you didn't make Tarragon sound very sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, even Demi John, yeah. uh, which is not, some, it's not a word I use often. No. <laughs> and truthfully, I, I will never use it. <laughs> I don't even know what it means. What's it mean? <laughs> um, well, uh, it's a big picture, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. You need to you need the big picture when you think about <laughs> Demi Johns. It huh? is. It is a, it is a, a glass container. Is it, apart in, from your story on Crocs, of course, Ange. This is the other big news story of the week, isn't it? this? This salad dressing scandal involving Harry, and so so many famous people involved
3: in it. I know, and I mean, the, the, there was the uh, lovely uh, other dimension to this story as well. So. Uh, after this all came out, Olivia Wilde then went on to post the recipe online <laughs> on socials. It's
4: uh, an
0: opportunity, not, really. It's
3: yeah, tough. not all like, "Hey, if you want to try this at home, give it a crack." Uh, and it worked so, for me. Yeah, so she posted it up, and uh, it turns out it is from a Nora Ephron novel, which also included recipes, and it was the uh, the novel, the book that. Nora Ephron wrote about her breakup.
1: Oh, well, yeah. a, a kind of dressing.
3: <laughs> yes, yes, a kind of dressing, exactly. Tommy, how does it go again? Wait, it was heartburn. She, H- H- right. yeah. she did it on purpose. She did
1: it on purpose.
3: I think Olivia Wilde might have been trying to drop a hint early and, you know, ultimately, uh, yeah, she, she right. was she was dropping the clues. That's a you salad know?
1: dressing with a message, right?
3: Yeah. Well,
2: you know, she's probably, because she came out later and said, well, you know, I had to go with the salad dressing because for she, like a week before, I had been serving him uh, alphabet soup with only the letters Harry Styles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Gee, it takes a while to prepare
2: that. Yeah, but that just,
3: is a very just time, never quite very time consuming
0: dish. You think, what's this? There's nothing. This is just, just alphabet. <laughs> just a minute, he says.
2: <laughs> then I wrote, I'm leaving you in pepperoni on the pizzas. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: but yeah, uh, he just never paid attention. Yeah. <laughs> never paid attention
3: yeah no i think i think uh you know i i't i think I would have a few tells. i don't think i'd really be able to get away with uh with too much cheating i mean i i, I, I think you know i'd I'd start wearing uh underwear with elastic for a start you know, that would be that would be a dead giveaway um you know I, we, Colin, you were mentioning uh uh you know nice perfume earlier you were singing about that um what it made me think of um my my dad doesn't have the best nose in the world. Don't worry, they're still together. This is a good story about my mum and my dad. And, and just uh, remember,
0: they're in the broadcast area. And they yes. are in the
3: broadcast yes, area, so and they do always... listen to the program. And okay, they do so. wear Crocs. But they do, and they also wear Crocs. <laughs> and they have featured uh, already in your material. Often my my mother would use uh, the fine perfume in the summer, and I think it's pronounced, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, Erogard? El- 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 <laughs> <laughs> is that...? I mean, oh, it's lovely. It's very nice stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. and you, she would, she would pop that to... on. And every time my father would come back into the room without fail and say, Oh, Jen, that's lovely. What is that?
1: <laughs> He'd say, No flies on you, darling. <laughs> 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 Darling, it's tropical strength. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you notice I'm wearing... Tell your... me, what would they have to watch out for? What are, what are the tells, as I say, that you're, you're having the, the, the big oh, affair? No,
2: it, I, I, it's one of my great prides, is that I'm just too lazy. <laughs> and my wife has been... Uh, she's enjoyed, you know, 20-plus years of happy marriage based simply on the fact that she knows that I can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> And you have to have trust when you're in the show business world because, you know, I leave and go to strange places and, like, oh, hi, I, you know, I'm going to the Writers' Festival, which is clearly full of bohemians <laughs> and alcoholics and very needy people. <laughs> so if something was going to go on, it was going to be happening here <laughs> in the fancy, squeaky-bed, oversized rooms of the Carrington.
1: Hard, though, when the stairway to heaven you can't get up no, due to your fucking knee. That's exactly...
2: <laughs> That's, That's exactly why she's not worried because he'd be so puffed. Yeah.
3: It's the, it's the... Come,
1: Come here, darling. Come here, darling. Could you? Can't would you mind carrying me up? <laughs> Can you? And move the only the time,
2: literally, the only time it's ever, ever, ever been an issue was only just recently because I have a, I grew a beard in COVID, so I have a beard now, and then just recently a friend of mine for beard maintenance gave me a bottle of uh, sandalwood aromed beard oil to use. <laughs> And, and the first time I used it, I came to bed that night. Are you sure he's a friend? He may be more.
4: <laughs>
2: but I put my—I had beard oil on, and I came to bed, and she thought it was the first time ever in the history of our relationship. She suddenly just rolled back over on her side of the bed. What are you wearing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Was what's, she what's angry that? or pleased? No, about no, it just yeah. more
2: like—wait a minute! <laughs> You've never put anything on that smells like anything other than you. <laughs> Like, occasionally, you know, like, I smell like baking, so, like, my my perfume joke is that I smell like brown sugar and vanilla. (laughs) But they suddenly have sandalwood. She was like, you are either hanging out with the Christians again...
1: (laughs) Or what is her name? Thank God it's Thank God it's Friday! (laughs) We're live from the Blue Man's Riot Festival, from the wonderful Carrington Hotel with our lovely audience. Tommy Dean, Colin Buchanan and Angela Pierre are here. Now, scientists have discovered that some people are magnets for mosquitoes. They did the story on radio this week. It's based on certain compounds on their skin. What are all the things and people that you attract, whether you like it or not? Tommy Dean. Women, like, by the bucketful. <laughs> It is so ironic, given
2: the other question, but because I so often smell of brown sugar and vanilla and occasionally dish soap, they're like, that guy is for me. (laughs) That's why I have to wear a bum bag. (laughs) To protect myself from them.
3: The the oldest contraception known is the bum bag.
2: Other than Crocs. Add them together. Um, (laughs)
0: Are you a, do I do forget you get what the them, question was. What was question? Oh, I'm attracted to. Do you, and, you get b- bitten by mosquitoes? Are you oh, mosquitoes them?
2: I, I get mosquitoes a lot. Uh, I'm also uh, cats, because I think cats. Bitten by cats? Well, no, I hate cats. <laughs> oh. Right. And I think cats know that you hate cats, and cats love it when you hate them yeah. and they come yeah. over. Yeah. It's always rub, rub, They're passive dove.
1: aggressive, rather like the Baltic <laughs> Sea. So like the Baltic
2: hey, Sea.
0: Uh, they are, uh, the, uh, Baltic are uh, the Baltic Sea of animals.
3: Mosquitoes <laughs> love me, it's the reason people keep me around. Uh, just to kind of draw some of the fire. Uh, But my partner says, he accused me of something, he says that I collect strays. Mm -hmm. And what he means by that is that I will always end up talking to the weirdo at the party. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> why we they... sat you next to Tommy. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. That's yeah. bad. Saving the trouble of coming all the way over. Uh, and they, they will always make a beeline for me, but it's worse than that, because I, I don't know, I think, it, you know, like, I make maybe it's just slightly too much eye contact, uh, and I don't know quite how to be rude enough to them, uh, and so then we'll talk all night, and they will somehow leave with my contact details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's what I attract.
0: So you need rudeness lessons. Yeah. yeah. I don't feel like
3: you're the guy to give them. <laughs> <laughs> who do you that's attract, a lo- uh, That's Colin? a lovely who, thing to say. Who,
1: who, who or what do you attract?
0: Uh, I don't attract anyone. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 and uh, I, I am attracted to people who feed me or give me money or gifts. <laughs> I, and uh, I just find it's, I, I'm drawn to these people, yeah. which is uh, you learn as a child to be attracted to those who feed you. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I found the same is true for your own children. That they are very attracted by food, and mm. uh, and, and in the end you discover mm. it's not, it's not about you, it's about the food. It's yeah. always about the
2: food. He's on a, <laughs> yeah.
1: You're oh, a feed changer, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> um, who were the winners and losers of the oh,
2: week? Tommy Dean. Ah, yes. uh, the loser was Angela Lansbury. Um, oh. No, I just I just think it is so sad that she was not murdered in mysterious circumstances.
0: Obama. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That we could have spent all week working out. Yeah,
0: she owed us that. And where was she? She was in cabins. Uh, what's it been? Cabin's, cabin's,
2: cabins Cove. Cabins Cove. And I would have liked to have it Ended up that Alan Alda killed her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but it just yeah. pleases me. Yeah. I don't know how they're related. I just wanted to have been yeah. that way. That joke died. Who killed it? Oh man. The butler. The butler did <laughs> it. And um, the winner. Um, and the winner, the winner is uh, just fun, and we talked about it earlier uh, in the news. Adam's story has all the good stories, uh, but just knowing that a secret affair with a bikey guy never works out <laughs>
1: just makes you think, doesn't it? Yeah. It's one of those old bits of wisdom that's old had bits it down. Of wisdom.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Grandma you, was right. Who are the winners and losers? <laughs> all
3: right. Well, I think the winner this week, the unexpected winner, is lettuce. Uh, (laughs) which is having a moment having outlasted Liz Truss Uh, it is trending on Twitter for the first time in a while remembering of course that the last time Lettuce was trending on Twitter it was because we couldn't afford the Lettuce and we were quite upset about that and the time before it was because Bill Shorten was talking about the Lettuce so Lettuce is moving up in the world (laughs) Uh, And my loser is Legs this week. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, announced that Legs were going to be joining the metaverse, of course, virtual reality. Um, Hitherto it has just been torsos. Uh, which has been a whole problem, uh, and so he released this video purporting to show that legs had now joined the metaverse. It was later revealed that in fact it had been edited. It was kind of like a, a hopeful dream for the future, and so legs are not yet in the metaverse. So legs lose again. Have legs, those
1: legs got uh, footwear? Uh, Foot- <laughs> Do the legs have footwear I was, I
3: was, of any kind? I, I think if I remember, it might have been, <laughs> been Crocs. Yes.
0: <laughs> I, was, I was going to ask you to explain the last thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like so the poetry a... of John Donne. It's it's only for those no, who don't are in worry. The...
1: Who Just are the winners worry. and losers? Quickly. Uh,
0: okay. Well, the winner is the dog trainer who trained the forty-eight thousand dollar Kelpie near uh, Bathurst yep. which, uh, uh, and uh, my wife was looking at me Robin was thinking well I've been training Colin for 34 years what do you reckon he's worth so uh, anyway that's and look
1: no losers because
0: we're having a wonderful
1: we're time we're having a wonderful time we are all winners here at the Blue Mountains Writers Festival thank, thank God it's Friday please thank Tommy Dean Colin Tom Buchanan Angela well, Pierre also Phil Davidson, who had the wonderful music for us next week Gene Kitson Tommy Dean and Gary Eck music from Mike McClellan. We love you came out and saw us. How wonderful to have a live audience. Thank you so much from the Carrington Hotel. Until next week, I'm Richard Glover, and thank God it's Friday!